0: 106 miles to Chicago, we got a full tank of
1: gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit
2: it.
3: We're in the middle of a crisis caused by this pandemic that is a public health crisis. Um, we're looking at over 220 million Americans who just in the last several months died.
4: do you just love it when people are sat in their cars at a Tesla charging point looking all morally superior whilst they waste 40 minutes of their life getting their car charged so that they can try and desperately to find the next charging point so they can continue their journey. A few things, you know, what do they reckon this stuff? Is made of do they think someone is basket weaving this whole facility out of nettles or something just how environmentally friendly is all this garbage there is 12 million approximately lithium batteries that are going to need to be somehow recycled or disposed of by 2030 and most weird of all these people once they've plugged in their car they sit in their car one moment, not wishing to stretch the analogy, but once they've plugged in their base plate and put their car on it, they sit in their car. They have turned themselves into human kettles and they still think this is a technological advance and they still think they're morally superior to the rest of us. I would argue Tesla is not as green as it thinks. And I would also argue you have to be fundamentally stupid to turn yourself into a human kettle. And that's before we even start asking the question that once we all go electric, once we're all forced into electric cars, what happens when the state decides you're not allowed to drive anymore? What happens when the state decides you're not allowed to go further than five kilometers from your home address? What happens when the state decides you'll own nothing? and be happy hmm. right
0: now for example there are billions of doses
4: billions and billions
0: of our vaccine the vaccine that was used in europe in, uh, in the u.s billions and billions but it is offered to low-income countries for free
5: billions and billions
0: and it is offered by the u.s government mainly but also by the european union but they are doing donations so the u.s government bought for us at cost and they donate it
6: billions and billions
0: they can't Use them right now because we discover that one thing is supply and the other thing is to have educated population that believe that vaccines is doing
2: well. Have a uh, bunch in the way of duration, and they're not they're not good at infection blocking. And the other thing is to have educated population
0: that believe that vaccines is doing well.
2: They're not good at infection blocking.
0: Are you guys just gonna start blaming Putin for everything?
2: Until the midterms?
3: What you told me a long time ago when I asked why you keep saying fake yeah, media, yeah. you said to me, I say that because I need to disc- uh, discredit you so that when you say negative things about me, no one will believe I don't you. have
2: to discredit you.
3: But that's what You've you told me. You
2: discredited yourself. You know, His visceral response to attack people on their appearance short, tall, fat, ugly. My goodness, that happened in junior high. Are we not way above that? Would we not all be worried to have someone like that in charge of the nuclear arsenal? Mr. Trump. I never attacked him on his look, and believe me, there's plenty of subject matter right there. That I can tell you.
7: Hey there, this is Lou Benninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio. This is episode number 166 to be played initially on June 4, 2022, the last uh, episode before the election on June seventh, two 2022. Thanks for uh, checking in with us. You can reach me at <clears throat> 530-713-1838, 713-1838. You can text me there. You can call me there. I'm on the left coast up here in Northern California, Yuba County to be specific. It's a little toasty up here this evening, but thankful to be alive and being able to feel and and enjoy the heat. Got the fan on that my friend Dave put in in our studio here. Got a nice quiet fan to kind of keep it a little cool. And uh, let's see, you can also reach me through... An email at lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com. So that's uh, spun off our website of nohostagesradio.com. So there uh, is, uh, the, are the uh, articles that I've written for the Territorial Dispatch and Facebook and also episodes uh, 166 episodes that are over there. If you'd like to listen to any or read any articles or You can probably download those uh, articles if you want to send them. I know some people do, some people don't. They're there for you for free. Uh, Also, we have a a live radio show on Saturday mornings. Every Saturday, live, uh, a local radio station, KMYC, 1410 AM. It's got a, uh, I don't know, thousand to something watts power, so... uh, it's from 10 in the morning till 1 in the afternoon. You can listen live stream if you're outside our Northern California area. To If you go to live365.com, live365.com, click on radio, and then they'll ask you to put in a call sign like call letters KMYC. You don't have to put in the number 1410. They never asked for that. So uh, if it's working correctly, you should be able to listen to us loud and clear, uh, whatever's live streaming at that time of the day but during 10 to 1 on Saturdays my time you can listen to us so um so sure uh be sure to use the uh email and I will respond to you if you have any questions or you can text me whatever is easiest for you and we enjoy hearing from you and uh keeping up with what's shaking out there so it's a big deal. June seventh is a big deal. Some of you, many of you, quite a few, don't vote. and uh, it's it's a terrible thing, but it's a, a thing that is it hasn't happened overnight. People have become complacent. You know, we all become complacent in every area of our life, right? We gain weight, we don't want to. We, we work at losing weight, getting in shape, then we get complacent, quit going to the gym, quit eating right, get gain weight. Our relationships flag. Uh, you know, they uh, wax and wane, our relationships, on and on and on. A car, take care of a car, don't take care of a car, this and that. It's just, it's a part of life, the struggle of life, right? To maintain. And our forefathers uh, made it a big deal to say that this was a government, uh, even though they didn't say it in these the exact words of the people, by the people, for the people. Abraham Lincoln said that. The point was he got that from them that this government was going to work not by some hired uh, somehow what Jesus would call hirelings. Remember, he called a, a sheep herder a hireling that wouldn't die for the sheep. Right. He would he would just as long as he got paid and it was easy. He did it. He was a hireling. But when things got tough, he left. He fled and left the sheep helpless. That's a hireling. Most politicians are hirelings. And so uh, our government was not ever supposed to be a composite of hirelings that were in it for the career. They didn't want. they specifically said, "We do not want people in this for the career, and we don't even think they should be paid for it." If, and if we, obviously, I'm I'm giving generalities here because I don't have time to piece out every every comment I make. There were certainly people that wanted to pay them something. Uh, but there was always a debate on that. And Benjamin Franklin, I think, called it the best. He just simply said, once you start paying people, they're always going to find a reason to get more pay. And uh, so what we have now is highly paid people that never think the government can go on without them. They're bought off. They're uh, corrupt. They. Uh, it, it's, we're in a terrible situation. And I talked last week about the power of incumbency. Those are the people. The incumbents are the ones that are already in office, whether they got appointed, elected, uh, however they got in there, uh, promoted to a certain place. They and, and then now they have to run. It doesn't make any difference if they're in there already; they're in there. And they there's a power to the incumbency, and part of that power is the name recognition. You're going to recognize their name before all others because they're in the paper, they're in the media, they're in there, you know, if, if there's anything to be discussed about their office, they're they're going to get their name out there. And sometimes they actually use your tax dollars to spread their name in the community. Uh, the second thing is they have connections for money. They've raised money before. People know them. They, they know that the power of an of an incumbency means that they'll probably be in there again. So people like to bet on a winning horse. You know, if you're at a horse race and you know that some, some horse is definitely going to win, aren't you going to bet on that horse? You absolutely will because that's where you're going to make your money. So uh, what happens is, there's certain people that want access to government because why? Because government is in our business. Government is way big in our business. Whether it's in their schools, whether it's in, uh, whether it's in our our welfare, whether it's in our our uh, businesses, whether it's in our personal lives, overseeing our personal lives. The government is everywhere. So what business has done? is this got in the it's mixed it up with bit with government and it's uh uses its influence to control government and that's why there's corruption and uh so when you go to the polls it used to be and i think it still is probably if somebody hasn't heard of the folks running against the incumbent i've told uh, people running for office for the first second third time and they never won yet i've said if you don't can't establish a name recognition. You're probably going to lose because most people who are ignorant of what's going on will always vote for the incumbent, unless there's a time where society is so screwed up, they automatically blame all incumbents and th- and begin trying to vote them out and vote for anybody uh in reaction. Now, neither is great. I don't encourage people to just vote for incumbents, and neither do I. I. Uh, Like a knee jerk reaction to vote for any um, person running against them because they may be screwy. They may be screwy themselves, the same as what we're getting rid of. So, uh, but I do encourage, uh, I'm in the Yuba Sutter counties area. I live in Yuba County, but have, you know, in this area, we're kind of a bi county area, but you just get the vote in your jurisdiction. So, I'm encouraging people to vote against the incumbent supervisors in both their counties and vote for the alternative over in, in uh, district, uh, in Andy Vasquez's district, I'd vote for Eric Malo. Uh, he's the best of the three. We need to change there. We need to change every listen, people, when you realize that the supervisors voted to get millions of dollars and in exchange for that, they had to crush your business. They had to keep your kids out of school. They had to force people to put plastic around everything and put, uh, Put X's on floors and all these COVID mandates that were absolutely embarrassing, shameful, and nonsensical. This is the kind of leadership. We do not have good leadership at the supervisorial level in our counties. They they either were completely ignorant, completely stupid, or they're guilty criminals because a lot of people lost their lives. I was just in a a house this week. The husband, his wife died in her 40s, and I said, Oh, what'd you guys do for a living? Uh, She just died two weeks ago. And uh, he said, well, we had a daycare here in the home. And I said, oh, are are you still doing that? He said, no, we shut it down during COVID because the amount of rules that we would have to do in our house just caused us to have to shut the business down. I won't go into details because I don't want to waste time on that today. I'm telling you that you need to vote out incumbents that were in charge of this COVID thing. You got it? If you don't vote them out, Uh, We're going to get the same thing over again. Now, there's a guy named Dietrich Bonhoeffer who was one of the brightest, most intelligent, and highly regarded religious leaders in Germany coming into the Nazi takeover of the country in the 1930s. Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And Dietrich Bonhoeffer uh, was a professor. Uh, He was working, I think, through the Lutheran Church, was a professor and uh, a leader— uh, in the country one looked up to by uh, the people he was well-known Dietrich Bonhoeffer and he had an opportunity because he traveled internationally which is unusual at that time for a lot of people uh, most people couldn't afford it but he, he actually had been in the United States and and it was got close with some people in New York and uh, they tried to Convinced Dietrich Bonhoeffer to not return to Germany because of the terrible thing that was going on, where the Germans were taking over and they were uh, they were going to liquidate all uh, ethnic groups uh, that were not Aryan, and uh, and they thought that Dietrich Bonhoeffer would not fare well because he would stand against that, and probably would die. So Dietrich Bonhoeffer and uh, did not feel right. Now, this is contrary to what most of you would do. He did not feel right about being away from his country and then abandoning his country. So he went back and stood up for righteousness and stood up against the Nazis. And actually, eventually, uh, again, I can't go into all the gory details, but actually was a part of a plot to uh, kill the uh, kill the Fuhrer. Adolf Hitler, and it failed and when they eventually found out who did it, uh, they found out he did it. Uh, he was one of them and put him in uh, prison. And just a few weeks before the war ended, they hung him. I think it's in called Flossberg Prison. While he was there, wherever Dietrich Bonhoeffer went, he left an impression. And Dietrich Bonhoeffer became the pastor of the men and women at Dietrich or, or at the Flossberg prison until they hung him. Um, uh, so he wrote a number of books that are, that a lot of pastors in America like to talk about and tout, T-O-U-T, uh, but they don't live up to them. They like to talk a, talk a uh, big deal, like to talk trash about it, but they, uh, they're opposers. And, uh, again, I, I won't go too deep into Dietrich Bonhoeffer's writings, But they're very challenging, and the reason they're so challenging is it it just wasn't philosophical or intellectual bent. It was uh, him applying the scriptures to crisis. And when you have to apply the scriptures to crisis, you have to come to terms with your own being. And uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote this, he said, silence in the face of evil is itself evil. Let me say that again for all you churchgoers that that disappeared from church, closed down your churches, silence in the face of evil is itself evil. COVID was full-blown evil, had nothing to do with illness. It was all to do with evil, and many of your friends you allowed to be destroyed by evil by your silence. Silence. The first line here is silence in the face of evil is itself evil. I want you to just swallow that right now. Silence in the face of evil is itself evil. Just get a big bite of it and get it down because a lot of you have been shutting your mouth and allowing this country to go to hell for a lot of decades and just thinking, well, I'm just going to enjoy my life, and as long as it doesn't affect me, I'm going to— I'm just going to go do my thing or I don't want to lose any business. So I'm not going to put that sign about the constitution in the front door, or I'm not going to do this because I don't want to hurt the feelings of those people. who Don't believe in that, etc. Silence in the face of evil is itself evil. My friend next, he says, God will not hold us guiltless. Now, whether you believe in God doesn't blow my hair back. You will face him on judgment day, whether you believe in him or not. And he will not hold you guiltless uh, if you go against him. In other words, Jesus said, you're either with me or you're for me. You cannot be neutral. There's no neutral here. He goes on to say, not to speak is to speak. That's so profound. Not to speak is to speak. You're saying a big bundle of words when you keep your mouth shut. When evil is right before you, when wrong is right before you, not to act is to act, not to act is to act. Let me say it all together. Silence in the face of evil is itself evil. God will not hold us guiltless. Not to speak is to speak and not to act is to act. This country, which was founded in a fight for people to speak their mind. A lot of you have minds. You don't speak your mind. That's the problem. Our fathers, our forefathers fought to say what they wanted to say, whether it was wrong, close to wrong, close to right, or right on the money. They wanted to speak their minds, and they had a right to speak their minds. That's what they fought for, died for. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands, we just went past Memorial Day. People say, happy Memorial Day. I didn't correct people. I didn't want to hurt their feelings, but I know what they meant they, they were trying to acknowledge Memorial Day. There's nothing happy about it except for the fact that they saved your skin and a lot of you can't even spell Memorial Day. You need to get a clue. I have a picture here of a lady. I'm sure she was a wonderful young girl when she grew up. Her head shaved. She looks like a lesbian, dressed like it, kind of has that kind of look to her. She may be just a wonderful person. She's holding a cardboard sign that says, my abortion was fabulous. Thank you. My abortion was fabulous. Thank you. She has a right to say that in this country. We, a lot of our forefathers died, bled and died, suffered a lot for her to say that. And right underneath, there's another lady. She says, congratulations. Your vagina has more confirmed kills than my assault rifle. And she's packing A big assault rifle. Congratulations, your vagina is more confirmed kills than my assault rifle. You need to come to terms with that. You have a problem. Oh, I think abortion are illegal. Fine. Then you're all right with child killing. Let me just call it the way it is. You want to kill kids? I may have to kill somebody myself with an assault rifle. Don't don't get all your hair blown up about it. Both ladies have a right to say exactly what they want. And go after each other. That's what this country is all about. What's happened now, and it's started on the universities, is to say we want to say whatever we want to say, but we don't want you to say whatever you want to say. If it's contrary to what we believe is truth, you can't say it in this country. I talked last week or the week before about the insanity of removing Uh, icons off bottles and cans and packages of black heroes, people that promoted certain products and thinking somehow uh, we're correcting racism because somehow those people, we use those people's photos without any benefit to them. Total ignorance, total craziness, people out of their minds. Did they get away with it? Yep. Because it, those private enterprises could do what they want. They felt the loss of business. They were afraid. They have no backbone, and they took Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben and the the um, Native American off, off the land of lakes. Deal on and on and on it goes. But they didn't take any white people. Did don't you think that's really odd? Any white uh, promoters of products didn't get you know Colonel Sanders didn't get removed. What happened on that? Is anybody thinking out there? Is anybody paying any attention? Anybody saying, I'm not going to go for that. I'm going to stand up against that. We need some fighters, folks. We don't need all of you. Some of you that are not going to do anything, I just hope you drop dead. And, you know, we don't need as many. It's kind of like when all the people went out to fight for Israel with Gideon, and and God finally said, we don't need all these people, dude. Send some of them home. And a lot of them fled because they were scared to death. They are going up against the Philistines. And then he, sa- he kept saying, okay, I want to I pick the, this group out, and I want to take this group out. And finally they got down to 300 people. I'm not afraid of uh, – I don't want to be saddled up on my team with a bunch of pussies, whiners, uh, people with no backbone. I got, I got no stomach for it. It's too late in the game. I got no stomach for it. So we're, we're coming into our first break here. If you're new to this, we're going to do six segments. This first segment is finishing, and uh, you're going to listen to a, a couple clips, and then I'm just going to take a swig of adult tea, Vietnamese tea, iced tea. Great. It's really great. And uh, then we're going to do another five segments. So uh, we'll be right back. So hang in there, and we hope you enjoy the show. Bye. I don't mind you coming here. Wasting all my time
5: Cause when you're standing out so near I kind to lose my mind It's not the book you
2: not too well it's not the ribbons in your head Big City mayors and I'll tell you in and- Anchor some of these uh, uh,
0: leftist TV hosts who constantly criticize Florida, mandate masks, lockdown, all this stuff. Then they end up on the beach somewhere in South Florida. I'll tell you, one of the things I'm proud, though, is like our Floridians, they give these people hell when they see them down here. Because they're, they're proud of our freedom, and they know these people have been bad-mouthing The the cherry on the Sunday was when you had over New Year's, you had AOC coming down, criticizing Florida, then comes down. So we decided to make uh, kind of a a little joke about it. So we created T-shirts that said Escape to Florida, the Lockdown Liberal Tour. And instead of having concert dates on the back, we had Governor Whitmer, March of 2021, AOC and the dates, they were all in Florida. And we sold more outside the state than we sold here because people realize how hypocritical these people are.
3: Question, why would a teacher who loves teaching quit her job? Answer, when her job is no longer about teaching. For 15 years, I taught ESL, English as a second language, to middle and high school students. The last five years were at public schools in Salinas, California. Salinas has suffered for a long time with a gang problem. Students are just as likely to fall victim to the temptations of gang life as they are to graduate from high school. If that sounds like a challenge, it was exactly the challenge I was looking for. It's why I became an educator, to help put kids, especially teenagers, on a good path in life. And that's what I tried to do. I taught my students that if they worked hard and accepted responsibility for their actions, they would succeed, that their race didn't define them that they should respect the police, that there are only two sexes, that communism leads to misery. But in the last few years, they were hearing something different in their other classes, that their race was their destiny, that the police were out to get them, that their sexual identity is a personal choice, that socialism is compassionate, communism isn't so bad, and capitalism is cruel. Many of my students, especially the ones who had recently come to America, rejected these depressing lessons. They knew what they had fled. They wanted to embrace their new country and its values. But other students completely bought into it. I needed to know why. So I dove into the school's ethnic studies curriculum, the source of so many toxic ideas. I found classroom activities such as a privilege quiz where students would compare and contrast their gender, race, class, and sexual orientation with those of their classmates. I found another exercise which involved conducting a mock trial to charge various persons implicated in genocide against native Californians in order to create a social justice counter-narrative. None of this should be surprising because the guiding principle of the curriculum was to critique white supremacy, racism, anti-blackness, patriarchy, capitalism, and other forms of power and oppression. And in case you think this is just one school, passing an ethnic studies class will soon be mandatory for high school graduation throughout the state of California. And it doesn't stop at students. Teachers who reject these radical ideas, especially teachers with the wrong skin color, risk being labeled racist or white supremacist, putting their jobs and careers on the line. In June 2020, I addressed the Salinas School Board. I told them that allowing critical race theory and Black Lives Matter indoctrination in the classroom is unbalanced, too political, and will only do harm. In response, the board president, a professor of ethnic studies at a local college, called me anti-people of color. I am people of color. I'm half Jamaican. In fact, before the board meeting, the district had sent me a gift just for being black, a mask bearing the message, Black Educators Matter, an I Love Being Black sticker, and an African greeting that acknowledged the God in me. An obsession with race and gender has taken root in our educational system. It's the weed that's rapidly overtaking the garden. What can we do to get rid of it? First, advocate for academic transparency. Demand that your school district's lessons and materials be made accessible online so you can see what your child is being taught. That may not protect you from an individual woke teacher, principal, or school board, but it will make them all think twice before adding radical material into the curriculum. Second, be vocal, express your concerns, pay attention. If you come across lessons you don't like, make your dissatisfaction known. Let the teacher know, let the principal know, and if necessary, let the school board know. Speaking of school boards, consider getting on one yourself. This is a time for action. Third, take an active role in your child's education. Don't send your kids to public school and expect everything to turn out fine. Supplement their studies with lessons that counter the indoctrination they might be getting in school. Look into other options, such as private or charter schools that share your values. Or if you can do it, homeschool. It's easier than you think. I will always be an educator. I don't think there's a more important job. My goals as a teacher are the same as they were 15 years ago. It's the goals of the public educational system that have changed. That's why I can no longer be a part of it. I'm Kali Fontania, founder of Exodus Institute for Prager University. Have you heard?
4: Another 172 cases of monkeypox today right here in the UK and other outbreaks after certain rainbow festivals in other European nations. I think we could all look forward to Chris Whitty back on our screen saying, next slide, please. With a picture of rainbows and monkeys banging in the background, there are, I'm told, a few ways you can protect yourself. Number one, you can wear good luck charms like these my monkey earrings. You can wear a particularly unattractive high-waisted pants to try and stop the bangers from coming anywhere near you. And finally, as always, you can stay home, stop banging and protect the NHS. Stay safe, people. Stay safe.
7: I wanted to talk about an article I read by Ann Coulter. Don't care whether you like her or not. She's, she's got a uh, a fascinating way of looking at uh, our society. And uh, I like people that come up with different, I don't know whether, it's not a point of view. It's like uh, they, they see angles on how things are going down that are unique. So she talks about this. It's an article. You can look it up and read the, the great replacement switcheroo, the great replacement switcheroo. So from the beginning, so I'm going to just start reading here a couple clips. Well, first of all, let me just say this, that the big lie has always been that Republicans or conservative hated minorities and were against slaves and actually owned the slaves And that uh, they were the ones that had these what they call Jim Crow laws or oppressive laws. They like segregation and they uh, held they had slaves of their own and all that kind of stuff. All of that is an entire fabrication and a straight up lie by the Democrats. Okay, it wasn't the Republicans that had the Ku Klux Klan. It was the Democrats and it wasn't. The uh, the Republicans that started Planned Parenthood and aborting blacks and uh, getting uh, Planned Parenthood type organization in the black community that was uh, the liberals, but in a strange twist of history, the Democrats had were good at deceiving the black community, in fact, even during Margaret Sanger's days in the early 1900s, the the Planned Parenthood people convinced and paid black pastors to get clinics in their black neighborhoods and convince their black women to go in and take birth control type pills and get abortions. I'm not going to get into all the details of the why's and why not. I'm just going to I'm just dropping some things. These things are easy to research. If you have no incentive to go look things up for yourself and come to your own conclusion, you're listening to the wrong show because I'm not going to do it for you. And then you turn around and say, well, Lou said that. No, forget about it. You say you figured out and you say so. Uh, she says, and Coulter writes, which is just pure history employers. So in, in other words, Blacks were brought to this country by Europeans, not by Americans. They're brought here by Europeans, and they were sold here uh, for cheap labor, and, and all up and down the, the Americas, into the islands, everything, South America, North America, etc. cetera. So, um, and it says, she says, employers in need of cheap labor lost the slavery fight. That's the Southerners. They lost the slavery fight. They lost Jim Crow. That was all the the rules that kept blacks out of mainstream America. And finally, with the 1964 Civil Rights Act, the ability, they lost the ability to legally discriminate against African-Americans. These are liberals in this country. They call themselves Democrats. So they they voted almost 100 percent against all the the civil rights, right? Do you think that's contrary to America? I thought we were all about giving people the rights guaranteed them in the Constitution, okay? So liberals turned around, and one year later, after the civil rights in 1964, just as black Americans were poised to move into the middle class en masse, began dumping low-skilled workers into the country with Teddy Kennedy's 1965 Immigration Act. Teddy Kennedy or Theodore Kennedy or Ted Kennedy who was one of the, ten, Ken, the Kennedy brothers. John Kennedy, Bob Kennedy, Bobby Kennedy, and Ted Kennedy were brothers. And um, Ted Kennedy was the youngest of the three. And he put together this act that basically would open our borders to flood of immigrants, which again would would take the uh, jobs that blacks were primarily getting, which is a low low on the totem pole jobs. You know, uh, when I started out in my first jobs, they were low on the totem pole jobs because they were mundane labor where I learned different skills, hard skills, soft skills. And then I moved on up the ladder in life. That's true of every. Problem, most every human being start start off working in farming around here, where agriculture. Start off working at fast foods, working at a restaurant, wash dishes, uh, wash vehicles at car lots. Work your way up, right? So the the uh, the Democrats actually wanted to convince African Americans at this point, not just Africans, they were, had lived for a few generations in America. They wanted to convince them, hey, you know, why don't we just get you some property in Liberia and we'll send you back to Africa and we'll get you some property. You can settle over there. Very few wanted to do that because they considered themselves a part of this country now. And so for the past quarter century, since 1965, black Americans, intellectuals and activists, activists have been screaming from the rooftops about the devastating Impact of mass third world immigration on African Americans. Civil rights hero, you might remember her, Barbara Jordan. I don't think she's alive anymore. She's a very bright woman, served in the uh, uh, Congress. She was appointed by Bill Clinton, the president, to head the U.S. Commission on Immigration Reform. And uh, she concluded in a big way because she was a very strong woman, uh, had a great presence about her. Uh, She concluded that there is no national interest in continuing to import lesser skilled and unskilled workers to compete in the most vulnerable parts of our labor force. In other words, she said, quit letting all these people in. She's a big Democrat. Many American workers do not have adequate job prospects. She said we should make this task easier to find employment, not harder for our own people. And then you have probably watched Carol Swain on YouTube or on Prager University. She's now retired from Vanderbilt University. Uh, she a, was a U.S. Civil Rights Commissioner. Or no, sorry, she was a university professor at Vanderbilt. And then also another fellow named Peter Kurosoff, uh a Civil Rights Commissioner. They've also done studies showing that African-Americans are bearing the brunt of our immigration policies, of letting people just pour into these borders. They can't speak English. They have no skills. They may work hard once they get here, but they have no real skills. So they're taking the beginning jobs that all Americans have to do. If you're new, if you're young in America and you're a teenager, you don't really have any skills. You're learning those skills. says here, she said, black workers didn't need to wait for the reports. In 2006, black day laborer John Henry Ford was interviewed by the Washington Post while he's standing on a street corner in Washington, D.C., with a card looking for work among a crowd of Hispanics. His verdict was, to what he uh, said to the reporter was, they came over here in a sense to replace us, which is true. African Americans today aren't just being replaced at the construction site of the meatpacking plant. Their political power has been replaced by new immigrants. And you're hearing about it all the time. We just brought 60,000 Afghans in. We're supposedly going to bring 100,000 Ukrainians. We got all kinds of people coming across the border are not just Mexicans. At Clinton's request, this civil rights icon, Barbara Jordan, led a commission that studied immigration's impact. She issued the group's proclamation that the immigration policies were crushing black people. Barbara Jordan, if you didn't know her, happened to be black. Black people, even with Trump, even though he had more p- black people vote for him than in previous years, other voting for other than the Democrats, it wasn't that great. I think something like 97, 98% of black people voted for Barack Obama. And even if there was a white Democrat, they would vote for them as well. The Democrat Party, it's just been like this amazing, deceptive phenomenon that they have voted for the people that have been ripping them off putting them down, undermining them for years. Latinos are now the more powerful voting bloc. Even though African Americans will slither to the polls this week and vote Democrat no matter what, so who cares? Clinton ignored Jordan's report. Have you ever been asked by government to be on a committee And you put out a report and they just ignore it and do something else. Totally insulting. The entire story of the black people in America, according to Ann Coulter, from slavery to civil rights has been replaced in total by the diversity regime. What does it mean to you to say diversity now? Doesn't it mean homosexuality, transsexuality, switching genders, multiple genders? She said, don't look now, but Hispanics, Asians, and Muslims are filling all the diversity slots in corporations, universities, and the media, you know, to make up for the legacy of what on, what on earth. We did nothing to you talking about blacks. It's an amazing thing what's going on. This is, you think, oh, it's just like happenstance, serendipitous, a coincidence. There are no coincidences, folks. This has been planned, 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 planned. of blacks voted for Biden, 8% for Trump. You thought more voted for Trump, right? But that is a few percentage more than the average folks get when they run against Democrats. That's what's going on in this country. And, uh, if you listen to, if, if you want to listen to people that are speaking the truth, listen to people that are telling you things like this, that if with, if it wasn't for abortion, I think blacks comprise about 12 to 15% of the total American population, diversity-wise or ethnicity-wise. Candace Owens says that it would be two times that with without abortion. Something to think about. I want to, um, before we get too far, I want to mention a couple people, and then I'm going to talk about, do you know this is a, uh, what is it? This month is to honor all the gays. Did you know that, June? Did you know that there's only 12 months in a year, and a lot of the months we honoring gays? It's, it's just an amazing thing. I just think it's fascinating. But I want to mention a couple people that are making this show happen. I want to give a shout-out to All Power Services, Will Fanning and Josh James, out on 1469 Stewart Road in Yuba City, you can reach them at 5308 347 All Power Services means, you know, sometimes you ever have a store that the title doesn't say what it means? All Power Services describes them to a T. They fix anything. They service anything that's got power to it, like anything that's got a motor on it. And then additionally, they do welding and fabrication. But any type of equipment from chainsaws, weed eaters, lawnmowers, on up to big rigs and fleet maintenance, all kinds of things. Cranes, they repair the motors on cranes. It's unbelievable. So give them a shot. It's right off uh, Stuart Road, I mean on Stuart Road off 99, Highway 99. It goes right down the center of Yuba-Duba, Yuba City. And you can email them at allpower fourteen sixty nine at gmail.com okay and uh, also i want to mention my friend dr cassidy who was saving one person after another from overdosing on fentapils fentanyl opium all the opiates opiates and uh, plus tobacco methamphetamine somebody says calls i've been getting some calls he, well lou you say this about dr cassidy well will he will he help you if you're addicted to this will he help you if you're addicted to that i said yeah he helps with addiction so uh Go to Peachtree Health. Call Peachtree Health. I know it's going to be difficult. It's one of those attendant, you know, auto attendant systems. So let me give you the number, then I give you the options. 530-749-3242. 530-749-3242. You'll get to the auto attendant. You know, if you want to speak Mexican or you want to speak Spanglish or you want to speak in tongues or you want to speak Farsi, right? Work through all that. Try to get down to where you talk to a real human and they'll say, who do you want to see? Say, I want to see Dr. Cassidy. They say, well, we got a lot of other doctors. He's real busy. Just say, I need to see Dr. Cassidy. What's your problem? Just say addiction, right? Just get in there and get signed up and then show up in the showdown. If for some reason the person has lost their mind at the front entrance of that clinic, which happens a lot, just Take this number down and you can text it. Don't call them. Text it. I'm going to give you a third option in a second. 530-682-8648. 682-8648. Just say your name. Need help with addiction. And uh, your phone number will be there. right. If for some reason you don't have a regular phone, you can text him, then call me at 530-713-1838. You can text me or call me 530-713-1838, and I will set everything up for you, okay? I'm not your doctor. I'm just going to help do the logistics. I'm going to help do what Peachtree should have done for you. The reason I'm just not going to piss all over Peachtree is I want to get you some help so you don't kill yourself. So I run into people all the time, youngsters, that think they're going to have a fun night, Friday night, drink a couple beers, drop, drop an Oxy or a Norco and have a little happy, get a little buzz on. And all of a sudden they take a Fentapil. It looked like a Norco that's sold as a Norco or Oxy, but they took a Fentapil and all of a sudden that's the last party they're ever going to attend. In fact, we may have some on graduation night. I see all these kids on Facebook graduating. Sad deal. It's a dangerous time to graduate. So you can get a hold of us. All right. Let me get back to. Let me get back to the uh, the story here. Uh, okay. Uh, let me get down here. Oh, oh, did you? You remember back in the Trump days when everybody everybody was coming out of the woodwork saying, "Oh, he screwed me, he fondled me, he he uh, urinated on me." Do you remember all these things? Uh, you don't want to talk about them. You don't think we should talk about it. But it the media's already talked about it for a hundred years, right? Uh, he he said he talked about my gentle genitals. He did this. All these women were coming out of the woodwork. You remember Stormy Daniels, and do you remember him her suing him? and uh, she lost the suit again there could be corrupt judges i'm just telling you the facts i'm not saying bad on stormy uh she's probably a nice person stormy daniels she's a i don't know what all she is but uh i think she's involved in the porn industry what she does in that industry i'm not quite sure whether she's a dancer she's a she's a performer actor what, what actress whatever But she was uh, defended or represented by a guy named uh, an attorney by the name of Michael Avenatti, A-V-E-N-A-T-T-I, Michael Avenatti. And uh, Michael Avenatti went after Trump and was thrown down and and got so much uh, exposure. He actually was being discussed as an opponent to run against. uh, Donald Trump in 2020, did you know that? So Avenatti represented Daniels, Stormy Daniels, in 2018. And Fox News host and Daily Caller co-founder Tucker Carlson invited Avenatti onto his show. And he talked to, ask him about his financial dealings. And when Avenatti accused Carlson of demeaning Daniels, Carlson responded, I'm not demeaning anybody. You're the one who's profiting. Uh, Why are you rich and your client is working in seedy strip clubs? Now, I don't know whether she was or not. So Avenatti was touted during all this high profile. I'm going to I'm going to kick your rear end, Trump, and I got you. And I'm I'm defending or representing Stormy Daniels. Uh, she was seeking to free herself from a non-disclosure agreement she said she had with Trump, which kept her from detailing an alleged affair she had with then-President Donald Trump. In other words, she didn't have an affair while he was president like Schwarzenegger did with his housekeeper. It was before that, supposedly. So Avenatti, during this time, was touted as a favorite presidential candidate of the left. They thought, this is our man. This is our savior. Anna Navarro said Avenatti was like the Holy Spirit, quote unquote, on ABC's The View. Joy Behar called him the savior of the republic, quote unquote. Bill Maher said, you were something of a folk hero. CNN's Brian Stelter said he hoped Avenatti would run for president. And then Tucker Carlson kind of took some air out of his sails. Well, this week, Michael Avenatti, a judge, gave him a four-year prison term for defrauding, not Donald Trump, for defrauding Stormy Daniels. Isn't that amazing? We're going to be right back. I'll give you the rest of the story. all the way. And no amount of desperate finger-pointing is going to change that. They're trying to coin the term Putin's price hike because they think you'll buy it. You know, with the change left over in your wallet after a trip to the grocery store, it's the most laughable deflection in the history of ever. Putin, however vile he may be, is not responsible for the fact that you're paying six bucks a gallon and your turkey sandwich cost your left kidney. That's all Biden The problem is, though, that November is about eight months away, Biden's approval rating looks like the last 10 minutes of Titanic, and
3: Kamala Harris is over in Europe serving up word salad with a side of idiot. The past year has been an absolute train wreck, and Russia's assault on Ukraine provided an incredibly convenient scapegoat
7: to blame it on.
0: This is classic clinical finding with regards to alcoholics. The only
2: cure we know for alcoholism is religious transformation. Even the hardcore secular researchers know that. They don't know why. But they know that's the case and part of the reason
7: for that is that if you're an alcoholic, you really like alcohol. It's an, anti- it's an anti-anxiety agent, of potency, and it's a stimulant, it's a great drug. And so once you have a great drug, a great spirit, let's say, you need something better to replace it with. And
0: maybe you can find something better. It appears that way because people do and then they stop drinking.
1: In Davos, Switzerland, Klaus Schwab and his fellow wannabe tyrants have come out into the open as the arbiters of world government. They are openly calling for world war and the end of national sovereignty. And they openly acknowledge that they must move quickly to be victorious. Many are celebrating the fact that the people of Sri Lanka are rising up against their corrupt politicians, burning their homes and destroying city property. But this is nothing to celebrate. This is exactly what the World Economic Forum is hoping for. They want governments to be destroyed and the people to lose all faith in the nation state. Their plan is to starve the people into destroying their own governments so they can act as saviors. It is important for Americans to realize that the current administration is not failing at all. They are accomplishing exactly what they set out to do. They did not steal the 2020 election to secure power. They did it to destroy America and destabilize the entire system, and they are rapidly succeeding. The voices calling for violence are as ignorant and mad as they sound. Violence towards who? How will you organize? And who are you going to fight? Your brainwashed sheep neighbors? That is exactly what the globalists want you to do. And if your plan is to wait until they come to your door, then you'll just be a dangerous animal in a cave on someone else's private property. But there are solutions. For example, before passing in March of 2022, the great Jordan Maxwell's last project was to save America from global governance with America 21. America 21's mission is to gut the system of globalist interference and reclaim all of America by 2025 so that we can rebuild our agriculture, production and energy and become a self-sufficient nation that serves the people. America 21 is calling for a complete withdrawal from all treaties and influences of the United Nations and World Economic Forum. Washington DC is just a symbol of our old corrupt federal government. The new world leaders are living abroad and the only way they can control us is through the compliance of our local governments. According to America 21, your focus needs to be where you live in your county and city. Global governance ultimately depends on your county being taken over. This is where you need to resist now. This is how the United Nations and the globalists have been doing it. And it's the only way to properly reverse it. America 21 has been having success in Montana and they freely share their working model and support at america21century.com such as learning what language to look for in your local governments to detect UN initiatives and protocols being deployed by your local officials, keywords such as 2030, sustainable development, and carbon neutral. Your local officials have to live with you, and in most cases will prefer to keep their jobs. Our voting system may be broken, but our elected officials still work for us. And if enough of us come together, We can put the pressure on them to renounce global governance and to serve the will of the people. This is the law of the land. It really is just that simple. But we have to come together and get active. Americans have a choice. We can either take action to purge the system of corrupt politicians and their thugs, or we can stop complaining about them and be good slaves.
7: Federal judge sentenced disbarred attorney. In other words, Michael Avenatti, along with other other uh, people like President Clinton, no longer has the right to practice law because he was impeached. I don't think Barack Obama can practice law anymore. I don't know what all the issues are there, but it's not something that you want on your resume. Right. Disbarred attorney Michael Avenatti was sentenced to four years in prison for stealing around $300,000 from his former client, Stormy Daniels, in New York on Thursday. He didn't steal it from his—it's just written oddly. He was sentenced on Thursday. He stole it a while back. He was convicted in February of wire fraud and identity theft for stealing $300,000 of book revenue for Daniels' book, Full Disclosure. He also, he was sentenced to 30 months in prison last July for an extortion scheme against Nike. He represented himself in a trial and made headlines in January after confronting Daniels about some comments she made about prison rape and paranormal activity. I love this stuff. Avenatti claimed that Daniels had said, referring to Avenatti, quote, there will be a long line of people to ass rape me. And that, in other words, Avenatti saying she said there'd be a lot of people wanting to rape Avenatti because he's going to prison. And the other thing that I find interesting is she believed herself to be a medium to non-living spirits. Hmm. Daniels did not deny making any of those statements. So. Stormy Daniels is obviously connected to the supernatural realm, which I find interesting and encouraging, whether it's at least she believes there's some action out there, right? So it's just amazing how you kind of ride the wave of all this publicity and blame all this nonsense about Trump. And then um, the very people that they're touting to be president of the United States, the Holy Spirit and a folk hero, and Jesus of our day goes to jail. I want to talk about, as I mentioned before, uh, Pride Month. This is Pride Month, not Disappointment Month, not Discouragement Month. It's Pride Month. What are we going to be pride, prideful about? Oh, we're going to be prideful that we could be perverts. And almost everywhere you go, people are sporting little rainbows. You'll see them stuck on people's lapels. And they're heterosexuals can be, but boy, they're just going to be strutting their pride like, hey, hey, everybody's accepted. Like anything goes. Whatever you want to do, go. Even NASCAR apologized for offending the Rainbow Mafia. In the Marine Corps, I saw a picture of some cartridges, bullets all different colors of bullets. You know, it's fascinating that the rainbow was chosen as sort of a, the, uh, what do you call it? A moniker or a, uh, symbol or a logo for perversion. I've just, in fact, I was just reading <clears throat> the whole his, the whole story of, uh, the controversy of Sodom and Gomorrah. And and uh and I, I'm not saying that the only reason that they that fire and brimstone rained out of heaven on Sodom and Gomorrah was because people were having sex with any any hole in a knot hole they could find in a fence. Uh there was more to it than that. But I'm just saying that the the night when the two angelic hosts went in to stay the night with Lot. It said the entire menfolk of the city came out to pull them out to all have a gang bang. Now you read it for yourself. It's in the Bible. This isn't pornography. Now that'd be what you're you're touching to on, on the Internet and, and in the movies. I'm just reading what it says in the Bible. And uh, the the supernatural fellas struck them blind to take some of the fun out of the evening and then, as they walked out with lots of people, uh, with his wife kind of still lingering, like it, like in the sexual action back in town, uh, the whole place melted down. The reason I say that is is now we're celebrating this kind of craziness and think it's really cool, really cool. Now the the rainbow, of course, if you you've been in church very much. L- very long or you know very much maybe you just read the Bible and you stumbled across this that it was a symbol whenever we saw it that even though it might be a big old funky rainstorm just happened that God was saying I'm not going to deal with the world in the same way I did in the flood when people found there was no evil that they could imagine that they didn't take part in so Joe Biden has affirmed that June is lesbian, gay, bisexual, transsexual, queer, and intersex pride month. Now I I'm waiting for the day when we get, we have to take three lines to list all the weirdness. You know, if you're a straight person, it's pretty simple. You don't have to go three lines, but if, if you want to keep including like sex with a midget, sex, like Wiki man and I found this article, this is years ago now where Carlos is, Mexican farm worker worked on this ranch and uh, he got lonely. He didn't have himself a girlfriend. And so he saw them animals having sex. And so he went and got himself a miniature pony or donkey or something. I can't remember. I think her name was doodles. And somebody saw Carlos having sex with doodles. Now he paid for her and I'm sure it was consensual. Uh, he wouldn't have, I, I don't believe, you know, he would rape Doodles. I think it was, he paid for her. And in other words, he didn't, he didn't go to a prostitute. He, he bought her out and out. And that happens in foreign countries all the time. You buy yourself a bride. But he got Doodles, which is a little miniature horse-type creation. And he enjoyed having sex with her. And somebody saw him. And do you know that they now called that a sex crime and he can't be around kids and can't work in a lot of places and took him lost his job over the deal right didn't just give him a chance hey don't be doing that no more and you can go ahead and work on the ranch you'd think working on the ranch pretty safe right but no, no no you can't have sex with an animal but you can have sex with multiple people you can switch partners like that happens a lot in sutter county over where we are in fact a lot of government I don't know what's in the government over there but a lot of them like to change up partners, swap partners have their I mean knowingly swap partners and uh, even have sex with their their foster kids happens that's okay but uh, having, for Carlos he lost his whole livelihood and uh, by having sex with uh, doodles well the reason I bring it up it's very very simple is that we need to include, bestiality in here like it should be lesbian gay bisexual bestiality transgender queer sex with midgets right sex with down syndrome people right let's you know sex with uh children we need to get them all in here right because in this group they all think all things are all right in other words if it's if the eight-year-old says it's okay to have sex with the 28-year-old then he gave that's consensual, that's according to some people. So, Biden is following the tradition of two Democrat presidents before him, Bill Clinton and Barack Obama. Now, all these people have one thing in common Bill, Barack, and Biden, and that's they're all perverts. Did you notice that? Barack's been banging guys for years, and Clinton. I don't know about banging guys, but he banged about anything else he can find. In fact, he may have done a doodles himself. And of course, Joe Biden is off the charts weird with children, if you've noticed him. In fact, his his daughter, his latest child, is it Ashley? Claims in her diary that they used to bathe together. Now, that's Strange. I've talked to a lot of people about that. I've been talking about it to folks. Do you think that's strange? They said, Lou, it's strange. I haven't anybody had anybody say that if the daughter was old enough where she was getting turned on by it, that'd be too old. In fact, I never heard of any dads bathing naked with their little girls. I just think that's, that's, that's strong, right? Now, maybe it's going to be right one of these days. But uh, Joe Biden is now expanding. He added queer and intersex to show how much more inclusive and progressive his administration is. Uh, There's also political necessity because sexual identities have become an ever-expanding category. So every week we're expanding this category of sexuality. Now, the rainbow community has a myriad of liturgical holidays. You know, it's a religion now. It's not just sex. It's religious. It's spiritual. And they're on the calendar. So we have Transgender Day of Visibility on March 31. You write these down. Transgender Day of Visibility on March 31. National Coming Out Day, that's October 11th. And another month dedicated to LGBTQ plus history. October is a history month for LGBTQ XYZ MOP. They just they just want a reason to party and celebrate the deal. Now, did you hear Bill Maher the other day ripped and ripped them a new one by saying with their statistics on how many each year are becoming transsexual or homosexual or one of the sexuals besides heterosexual is that by 2050, everyone in the world will be gay at the rate they're talking. Now the one so we have March thirty one, day of visibility for transgenders, National Coming Out Day, October eleventh. I wanted to get a, a bang a doodles day in there for Carlos. Let's have Sex with Animals Day somewhere in there. It, we just have a we aren't we're not representing. We're not representing. Now you know that I think it's May twenty one or May twenty two in California. It's Harvey Milk Day. Now, you might think Harvey Milk was a civil rights leader. Hollywood did a, a complete lie movie. I never went to see it. I just saw clips and read about it. Complete fallacious lie movie. They had to make it sound really good because this guy was really funky bad. He was a liar, a big old liar. These people all live with, as liars. You got to be full of lies to live this kind of way. Harvey Milk lied about, said he got thrown out of the Navy. He didn't get thrown out of the Navy. He came out with an honorable discharge. You can't get thrown out of the Navy like for being a homosexual and get an honorable discharge. He said someone broke into his camera business down in Castro area, Castro Street area, where he had a business, camera shop. Nobody broke in. He set it up to have a broke into before to get sympathy of the voters. He kept running for supervisor of the uh, of the city of San Francisco and kept losing. And finally, he got some momentum, got people like People's Temple and Jim Jones and all those people behind him and finally got won himself an election. But he's a big liar. And right in the book that was written about him by, uh, oh, it's a homosexual good writer Randy Shirts or Stilts or Shilts or something like that Randy something called the uh the mayor of Castro Street it's a it's a biography of or it tells about Harvey Melt and it says right in there he says i i you know old homosexual dudes do not hang out with those homosexual dudes they like young bucks right fresh meat and so uh Harvey Milk loved to bang Young boys, wayward boys, boys that didn't probably didn't have a dad. They were wayward. They were on the run. They were juveniles. They were runaways. He'd take them in, and he would groom them, and he had himself a little harem of boys, bang, banging them boys. In San Francisco, that's okay. No big deal. CPS doesn't even get involved in that. They just say, thumbs up, baby. We're with you, 100%. L-B-T-Q-X-Y-Z-M-O-P, we're with you. Bang to the, your heart's desire. So these people really are queer Marxists. So right now, the the our legislature, a lot of them are perverts down there. They are God-haters and perverts in Sacramento, and they voted to honor, to force the school people to honor and teach about Harvey Milk is a guy like a Martin Luther King of the homosexuals and tell all about homosexuality. You think if you, you haven't had that discussion at home with your kids, that's going to cause a little stir when they come home and realize that they put their penis in a different hole when they haven't, the kids are so young. They don't even know there's putting penises in any hole. I think that's going to blow their hair back a little bit. I, I don't know. Do you don't, you don't like to talk about this? You you don't like to address it. You just want to ignore everything and see none of this is going away, folks. Do you see this? We have Transgender Day. March 31 is Transgender Day. We're we're not subla- celebrating George Washington or Abraham Lincoln or Patrick Henry or the founding fathers or the founding of the Constitution. I, I was talking to the Afghan, my Afghan refugees. They said, Lou, what's what is today? It's a holiday today. What is it? And I was explaining like, what memorial means. I was, they had to practice the word. They couldn't say the word. We practiced saying memorial, and I explained what it was to them. What am I going to do? Tell them now that this is people that are boys, but then they, they got a penis, and now we're going to add boobs for these Muslims? National Coming Out Day, October 11th. We got a whole month we're gonna to devote to uh LGBTQ and Plus and all these people. Interesting, huh? Now let me go back up and just see what you know, San Francisco. I thought, you know, I just saw I have some information about Detroit being voted out of 186 top cities in the United States. The top eight hundred and eighty-six big cities in the United States got voted last. Did anybody want to live in Detroit, baby? I mean, you know. During the right before the 1965, 66, when the Democrats began to run the city and they've run it ever since, that place was considered the pearl of the of the United States. It was like bustling car manufacturer hub. Check this out. Here's San Francisco. It, I'm going to go look at the, where it landed on the 186. A new program, San Francisco. They're going to spend six point five million dollars to end trans homelessness in the next five years. Not end transgenderism, end trans homelessness. How how is transgender so cool? How come they're all homeless? There, is anybody counting that they're going to pull this off in five years? Says transgender. Listen, listen to this. This is uh, this is coming from the mayor. Her name's Mayor Breed. Of all terms, Mayor Breed. What are we breeding in Sac- San Francisco? Transgender, non-binary, and gender non-conforming San Franciscans are 18 times more likely to experience homelessness. Why? 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 Why are these people all having homelessness if it's such a cool thing? Compared to the general population, what's wrong with being a transgender, non-binary, gender, non-conforming, that it throws you off? You can't go work at Baskin-Robbins and make ice cream and make yourself a living or cut hair or mop floors or pick poop up. Those guys picking poop up in Sacramento, San Francisco are making like a hundred and something thousand a year. We, he says, London Breed, Mayor London Breed says... And we know that the rates are even higher for the minority trans c- communities. Whoa, baby! If you think this is bad, we're 18 times higher chance of you living on the streets if you're bi- non-binary gender non-conforming or transgender. But then when you add another flavor like color to it, oh baby, it just—it's out of control. London Breed has said her statement drew praise from allies and scorn from critics who have been quick to question the fairness of setting aside much needed funds for a little subset of people. Now, these guys think that we're all going to be homosexual by 2050. Well, Lou isn't because Lou's going to be long gone out of here as a heterosexual. Breed said $6.5 million would, would buy 150. We're going to buy 150 long-term housing units. 150, not 1,500, not 15,000. Long-term housing units, short-term rentals, and trans-youth health facilities. What's a trans-youth health facility? Why don't you send it to just a regular health facility? We've got to build whole new health facilities for people that, that are weird, this program comes after intense scrutiny of another 160 million previously mentioned in one of the local rags called the scroll. I'll be right back.
3: In 2020, everyone watched a video of a black man being killed by a police officer. Those are called snuff videos and they're actually illegal and the fact that the mainstream media is profiting off of it is pretty sick. But all that aside, people got pretty heated. But did you know that police officers are actually more likely to be killed by black men than the other way around? A police officer is 18 and a half times more likely to be killed by a black male than an unarmed black male being killed by the police. Yeah, you heard that right. There's actually more police officers being killed than unarmed black men by police officers, and their stories never make the news. Human history
7: is simple. Things were terrible before 1895. Terrible. The average person in the West lived on less than a dollar a day in today's money, which is half the current rate that the UN regards as abject poverty, right? You were, you were going to be pregnant from the time you were fourteen till the time you were thirty, and the chances are that you were going to live through that was like zero. Your parents were going to be dead, at least one of them. You were going to lose at least half your children. You're going to spend the vast majority of your time in backbreaking work. You were, your life was hard, hard in a way that modern people can barely imagine. And there's been an economic miracle of unparalleled, of. of of unparalleled significance in the last 150 years.
5: Hello, I'm Sergeant Constable Detective Officer Peter Pisspot from Twat Valley Police. You may have seen reports across the media today that police forces all across the UK are failing to answer 999 calls within target times. Whilst this is disappointing news for all of us, What I would say is there are mitigating circumstances. A lot of police officers are currently working from home, so when 999 calls come in, they may well be making a cup of tea or hanging the washing out. You may have just been stabbed or raped, but please do keep in mind that police officers are human beings too, and they do have domestic responsibilities to take care of. We will go around to handling your call once we finish stacking the dishwasher, so please do bear with us, we've only got one pair of hands and it's a question of priorities. If we're taking a long time to respond to your call, understand that we might be busy trawling through Twitter and Facebook looking for instances of hate speech. Bad words that cause hurty feelings on the internet continue to be the most pressing issue for police forces across the UK at this time. And if you've been mugged, battered, scammed, burgled or abused, please do get to the back of the queue and wait your turn. Remember, Boris has spent huge amounts of your tax money hiring 20,000 extra police officers. There is currently absolutely no evidence of their existence, but they might just be working deep undercover. Rest assured, myself and my fellow officers would be the first to admit that UK policing needs to improve. But whether it improves or not really doesn't matter to us because like everyone who works in the public sector, we're pretty much unsackable, regardless of how badly we do our jobs. On a more positive note, however incompetent and ineffectual UK policing might happen to be, at least we can take pride in the fact that we're not as bad as the NHS. Stay safe out there, wear a mask, take a knee, wave a rainbow flag, namaste, kumbaya.
8: Hello Sutter County. I'm Courtney Ortega and I'm running for supervisor. Our government is mismanaged. It's too large and it's too expensive yet it fails to serve and protect us. The homeless rule our streets. Addiction and overdoses are epidemic. Sutter County COVID policies crushed thousands of lives and businesses. Our rights were violated, our freedoms were denied. As your supervisor, your freedom and liberty come first. No closing of businesses, no mask mandates, no restriction to homes. No county offices or meetings off-limits to you. No favoritism. Everyone gets treated fairly. No ignoring criminal behavior. And no new taxes. If you want honesty and a government that serves you, if you want change, vote for me on June 7th. This ad was paid for by Courtney Ortega for Supervisor, 2022. And
2: a guy that does nothing in the birthing process, we do nothing, she just wanted me there. And the hospital did this for me, they gave me an option of where I could sit. They're like, do you wanna sit by your wife's head where you get a pretty good view of the baby coming out? Or are you gonna sit by your wife's feet where you get a great view? I was like, I wanna sit in the waiting room. (laughs) That seems like that would be the best, but. It wasn't on the table, so I'm like, I'll go by her head. So they pulled in a swivel chair for me to sit in. The swivel chair had had no back to it. And I sat in that chair the entire time my wife was in labor. And I wanted to tell her how uncomfortable I was. (laughs) But she was busy.
7: A hundred and sixty million, in the they said in the scroll, which subjected six thousand residents of the program's single room occupancy housing to a pattern of chaos, crime, and death. In other words, it was a disaster. They put them all in these places. Have you seen any of those hotels that they put these people in? Man, they trashed them. We're talking about these the best and the brightest. Man, we got running in San Francisco, and they, um, you know. Gavin Newsom, he's he's still the governor down the street here, isn't he? He started this and now he wants to take it and and run operate out of Washington, D.C. Gavin Newsom. Did did you? I think it was Paul Preston that said to me that, you know, uh, Gavin Newsom has this term plump jack, plump jack. And one of the I don't see it on the internet anymore. But first time I Googled it or Duck, I used duck, duck, go to look at the definition. It it says a a large penis, Plump Jack means. I never seen. I didn't know that. Right? All of his operations are known as Plump Jack. It's just, you know, or a big dick. That in other words, so you can call Mister Plump Jack Mister Big Dick. That's I can't find it. I went back to find that again and I can I think I don't know whether people can actually, you know, you can get so powerful in America. You can just take things down right out of the dictionary. I, I Listen, people, I'm not making this stuff up. I'm just telling you this is amazing what's going on. Right. So. And then they, they tell. Uh, let me see if I can find here day of visibility yeah okay and we got these huge numbers of people killing themselves we got the highest young people killing themselves because they all want to change their sex call them all right let me just this this is unbelievable because this leads right into what i'm going to say next This guy says, there's a fear that men claiming to be women would harm biological females is unfounded. In other words, men claiming to be women, dressing like women, would go into women's facilities and harm biological females. They say that's unfounded. The trans activists say that. This guy writes, no one knows how many times worldwide men claiming to be trans women committed horrific crimes against females and children. You ever wondered that? Well, I'm going to I stumbled across unbelievable. This guy did some research. I'm telling you, I do a little bit of research and I don't I don't enjoy it, but I do it because I want to find out what's going on. And did I did you hear me say this never happens? In other words, men pretending to be women do not The trans activists say men tending to be women do not go do not assault legit women in bathrooms and stuff and all that kind of stuff. You with me? So this guy did some research and he just uh, he just looked up a hundred. He picked the first hundred incidences says men as a class pose a danger to women as a class. This is an unequivocal fact. The guy says a male and male offending patterns are not altered by gender identity. In other words, if you say you're a woman, even though you're male, it doesn't change anything. Whenever women protest the inclusion of trans-identified males in our spaces, we're shouted down and dismissed as transphobes and hysterics. There is no risk. We're in danger. This, was never, this has never happened. We're always told. When we produce evidence to the contrary, we're accused of bigotry and of demonizing trans people. We can't win either way. The point is that men can pose a threat to women and children, however they identify, and women have every reason to fear violence. Since it's impossible to tell which males are harmless and which are not, basic safeguarding means we exclude all males from women's spaces, even the ones who claim to identify as a woman. The list. So anyway, I'm going to, I got a list of 100 people, and I'm going to just read you a couple scenarios. So we got it in the U.K., Karen White. He was formerly known as Stephen Wood or David Thompson. White is a double rapist with previous conviction for indecent assault and gross indecency with a child. When on on remand or probation, he was housed uh, in a women's prison, When he was incarcerated, he was housed in a women's prison where he sexually assaulted the female inmates. Next one, Zena Grandicelli, USA, formerly known as Jeff Woolsey. Zena Grandicelli pled guilty to first-degree sexual abuse and aggravated second-degree sexual abuse, 11 counts in total of a 3-year-old girl. He was sentenced to 59 years and began identifying as a trans while incarcerated. On his release... On his release, he became a much platforms and lauded. He's a big trans activist, and he volunteered for AVP. I don't even know what that is. a big organization. The largest anti-LGBTQ violence organization. It's an anti-LGBTQ. In other words, let's not have violence against LGBTQ people in the country. And he violated this three-year-old. How about this guy? Rebecca Omrod. Omrod in the U.K., formerly known as Robert or Rebecca or Robert subjected a young girl to seven years of abuse. When she was aged between eight and 14, he was convicted of six counts of rape, sexual assault, and inciting a child to engage in sexual activity. Amrod now identifies as a woman and calls himself Rebecca Louise. How about this one? Kristen Lucas, formerly Mark Turton, Mark Turton was convicted of two counts of raping an underage child. was incarcerated. He began identifying as female and changed his name to Kristen Lucas. On release from prison, he con- concealed his crimes to live with a woman and her eleven-year-old child, Lisa Hawkswell, formerly Craig. was sentenced fourteen years imprisonment for two rapes and seven indecent assaults, which were described by police as horrendous. How about Katie? Towski. She sexually assaulted a 10-year-old female and filmed a 12-year-old while she was using the toilet. Both incidents took place in female bathrooms. She's a male. Lakin McKay, formerly Rory. Lakin is a pedophile who served nine years in prison for numerous sexual offenses against... Young children, girls, and boys. How about Aaliyah Rose Brown, formerly Albert Brown? Was sentenced to 10 years in prison for the rape of a 15-year-old girl. How about Paula Witherspoon, also uh, it's a guy, Paula Witherspoon is a twice-convicted pedophile who served lengthy prison sentences for sexual assault of a child, a 14 year- old girl, and for indecency with a child involving sexual contact, this time with a 15- year- old girl. After his release, he ticketed he was ticketed by police trying to use the women's bathroom in the Dallas hospital. Davina Arton, formerly David, was convicted of raping a 15- year- old girl, Joanna Wolf. Formerly Jonathan. Joanna is a sex offender who was convicted of raping a 20-year-old deaf woman. On his release, he became a vociferous trans activist and campaigned for access to women's spaces. I bet he did. How about Hannah Tubbs, formerly known as James Tubbs? Hannah Sexually assaulted a 10-year-old girl in the women's bathroom a California fast-food restaurant. He followed the child into the lady's toilet, grabbed her by the throat, forced her into a cubicle while he sexually assaulted her. How about Dakota, Dakota Nieves, formerly known as Jacob Nieves? Nieves pled guilty to two counts of sexual exploitation of children. One of the victims was a four-year-old girl, one count of the distribution of child pornography, and one count of the possession of child pornography He was sentenced 30 years in prison. Only months before his arrest, Davies was campaigning for legislation that would allow trans-identified males to access female facilities. Why wouldn't he? A lot of fun in those. A lot of fun in those places for guys like this. How about Allison Woolbert, or Dennis? He used to be Dennis. Was, he raped a 15-year-old girl repeatedly over a two-month period in 1992. When he was released from prison, he began identifying as a woman, changed his name to Allison. With his former identity and crimes now concealed, how did they do that? He became a leading trans activist and eventually becoming the executive director of Transgender Human Rights Institute. We have a problem, people. Jessica Hambrook, also known as Chris. Chris Hamburg is a dangerous sex offender. While previous convictions of rape and child abuse who claimed to identify as a female in order to access female only shelters in Canada, he sexually assaulted, and harassed a number of women in these shelters and later pled guilty to the charges arising from that psychiatric and court records described him as hypersexual and a sexual predator. How about Tara, Joe Morgan or Thomas John? However you want to <clears throat> Tara is a habitual sex offender. With convictions for first degree sexual assault, four counts of attempted sexual assault of chi- of a child, and four counts of sexual assault on a child while serving as a person in a person place of trust. Following, following the re- release, Morgan worked for an organization which provides services and accommodations for women who have suffered domestic violence where he had access to vulnerable women and their kids. How about this one? Cynthia Ch- China Blast formerly known as Luis Morales. Cynthia China Blast in 1993 kidnapped, raped, and tortured 13-year-old Ebony Nicole Williams. He then stabbed her repeatedly before dumping and burning her body. In 1999, six years later, he sued the New York Department of Corrections for hormone treatment and gender reassignment surgery. And baby, it looks like he got it because he's he's got some boobies up top there. And they're they're working on him, trying to help him achieve his goals. And how about this guy? This guy is a really cheery looking fellow. I got photos of Marina Voles, formerly known as Matthew. Voles was sentenced to 25 years on charges of human trafficking, aggravated sexual assault, conspiracy, and endangering the welfare of a child. Not only had he abused and tortured a child, but he had exploited her to produce pornography. He was described by the trial judge as depraved and cruel. The child was his own seven-year-old daughter. People think, oh, it's no big deal that homosexuals want to adopt kids. Transsexuals want to adopt kids. Absolutely, Right. Why, we wouldn't even let him have a puppy. They'd probably be banging the puppy. Beat Schmidt, formerly known as Wolfgang. He's a serial killer. This guy whose violent sexual compulsion caused him to sexually assault, rape, and murder five women and kill a three-month-old infant. He also tried to attack two 12-year-old girls, but they managed to escape despite suffering stab, wound, stab wound, wounds. He was given the nickname of the Pink Giant because of his size and predilection of wearing pink lingerie. Wolfgang, come on, baby. Uh, I could just go, I mean, I've just done, a, what, 15? There's a whole, I got 100 of these people. I got 100 on, I I got literally over 100 pages. I got photos, page after page after page after page after page after page after page of these perverts. Go And you think, oh, well, you know, I'll just teach my kids to be careful. I was just thinking the other day, somebody disappeared. Have you ever gone to a a major league baseball game or basketball game or football game when there's like 20,000, 30,000, 50,000 people there, right? 60,000. And you allow your kid to go to that latrine by themselves? Are you kidding me? There are so many. There are so many kids being child trafficked out of these big arenas, grabbed by the hand and hauled out of there, baby. I'm telling you, uh, don't let your kids go potty on their own. I don't care. I'd I need mean, young teenagers. I would, I would walk them there and wait by the door if you don't want to go on in. Or if you're the opposite, so if your dad wanted to take your daughter to the bathroom, I would go right close there and I would just stand, stand, stand there till you, she walks out. I, I'm telling you, these are unprecedented times. And to allow your kids, you know, we got at our election coming up in a couple of days, we got Francisco Ravellis who endorses LGBTQ, all this garbage. He's the superintendent of Yuba County schools. He hired a pedophile to teach at T.E. Matthews, a guy that molests young girls at Yuba City High School. He believes in critical race theory. He believes in all this nonsense of this multigenderism and honoring all this inclusion stuff. You do not want him as the superintendent of schools. He's an incumbent. And the other day, the uh, the Central Committee of Yuba County said, well, they decided not to endorse either person. I thought, really? I mean, if the other person wasn't Charlie Manson. I would have endorsed them. Come on, baby. Francisco Rivalis, every strong arm liberal. I'm, listen, in California, we have a brand of liberalism that is light years ahead of the rest of the country folks other countries other states don't even understand our language over here we have a superintendent of schools that gave money to some of the most liberal causes and and uh candidates and put his name on tony thurman and delane easton people were candidates and and held different offices of schools and put his name as the endorsement, not as an individual, but the county superintendent. That's you. That's me. That's He's representing us, and he's putting his name, representing us as a superintendent of schools, on these very, very liberal. They want to mandate removing kids from schools, or excuse me, moving kids from their parents. In other words, mandatory. You know, if you don't send your kids to school, they'll come after you. Do you understand that? If you want to take keep your kids at home an extra year, they'll come after you. They're trying to make mandatory preschool four-year-olds and stuff. Do you know that in New York, after all the research, all the hub- hullabaloo, two and a half years of arguing about the efficacy of masks, and Mayor Adams... The nitwit that's running New York City is going to mandate that children as early as two to four year old have to wear a mask in pub in 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 New York and in their schools. Unbelievable! We have incumbents that have no business being at the head of the education. We need to get rid of them. We need to get people on the school board. We have a bunch of openings at the Yuba City Unified School District. There's like four of the seven. Four of the seven um, districts are open right now for running. One of my friends is running, Paul Tice, in Yuba City Unified School District. I'm telling you, this is no easy ride. It's like riding a Brahma bull, one of one of a cotton Rosser's Brahma bulls. It's like being on one of these school boards is going to be. It's going to be a knockdown. All you have to do is look up on the YouTube and look up Loudon county school board that's a school board that had a parent arrested for complaining that they they covered up his daughter being repeatedly raped by a trans not a transsexual but a yeah a transsexual a guy that went into her bathroom as a female and raped her and they hid it they buried it and they moved him and he ended up raping two other uh, girls This is what's going on in schools right now, and it's so wild that they're asking Merrick Garland, the Attorney General of the United States of America, the biggest pussy we got. I mean, how is it that we keep picking these guys like Fauci and Garland? And when you stand them up, they look like mice. You ever look like they they look like a little rat? That guy is a rat. That Garland. And he lied. I watched him lie. I just watched him repeat, repeat. These attorneys are so professional liars, these attorneys. And he lied to the committees and just hedged around that they weren't going after families. And they had indeed uh, weaponized the FBI to go after moms and dads that are totally shocked and infuriated that they're that they dare expose their kids to perverts people that we would consider mentally ill in past years and would not allow out of mental institutions unbelievable folks it's unbelievable what's going on and and if you are like thinking oh well I know my my son is going to have Mrs Jones next year for a teacher I thought I said you You don't have any business having kids. I'm not saying take away your kids. You don't have any business having kids if you're not going to vet this school system. We'll be right back. Fifth segment.
0: from a woman's perspective. Look at it like this. Caitlyn Jenner, whom I've met, wonderful person. Caitlyn Jenner was voted woman of the year. Her first year as a woman. Ain't that something? Beat every bitch in Detroit, she's better than all of you. Never even had a period, ain't that something? Oh, I'd be mad as shit if I was a woman. I'd be mad if I was me. If I was in a BET award sitting there and they're like, and the winner for Nigger of the Year, <laughs> Eminem,
6: my man. <laughs> Gender
0: is a fact. This is a fact. Every human being in this room, every human being on earth, had to pass through the legs of a woman to be on earth. That. Is a fact. There's a reason education sucks, and it's the same reason that it will never, ever, ever be fixed. It's never going to get any better. Don't look for it. Be happy with what you got. Because the owners of this country don't want that. I'm talking about the real owners now. The real owners, the big wealthy business interests that control things and make all the important decisions. Forget the politicians. The politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice.
6: You know, there's a lot of people out there who didn't think I could get gasoline up to seven bucks a gallon. Well, look at me now! (laughs) I did it! I'm even on a sticker! (laughs) Yeah, this'll get my approval rating up. Hey, you. (laughs) You want some gas? I got the cheapest gas on the block. Six bucks a gallon. That's pretty cheap, huh? (laughs) That's right. You heard me. Six bucks a gallon. After 75 gallons and four cents of gas. I'll only charge you six bucks a gallon for just $17.99 a gallon, plus tax while supplies last. <laughs> That's six bucks a gallon for only seventeen bucks a gallon with just thirteen payments of thirteen seventy-five. That's a seven dollar value, absolutely free, after your first three payments of thirty-four ninety nine. And if you act now, I'll show you an additional tank of gas for only 14 bucks a gallon. (laughs) That's a $99 value for only $1,600 and 75 cents, plus shipping and handling. But why wait? If you order now, I'll throw in another gallon of gas absolutely free after nine payments of just (laughs) $1,645. That's crazy. I mean, why am I doing this? You know why? Because I care about you. (laughs) When he get off at the nearest (laughs) exit, they say, Joe, America just dealt with a terrible hurricane season. you have some words of encouragement for the American people about hurricanes, Joe said, thank you so much for asking. (laughs) First of all, our thoughts and prayers go out to all the families dealing with hurricanes throughout the entire United States. What a lot of Americans have been doing to fight the hurricanes is getting vaccinated.
7: go. I wanted to mention to you that uh, an organization that's been around for decades and done a lot of good work is now got some new leadership, uh, younger leadership, and we're trying to just build a really strong organization. It's called the Sutter Yuba Republican Women, and if I have some time, I'm going to talk about the women of yesteryear, and Chris Ann Hall did an article that I want to pick some pieces out of it for you. You know, the the revisionist history is that the women of yesteryear were wusses and beaten down by men and didn't have any say in the home, et cetera, et cetera. Okay? So the Sutter-Yuba Republican women, they normally have a monthly lunch when they focus on conservative speakers and values and promoting conservative values and helping people uh, run for office and helping people— uh, encouraging people to run for office, helping them do so, and then fan the flames of good causes and and educate people, right? So I want a lot of you young women, <clears throat> and you know who you are because you've been, like, not doing anything besides all the other stuff you do, right? You think, I can't add another thing. I got 100 kids in school. I'm, I'm fighting all this stuff, fighting drugs, fighting, trying to make enough money. I don't have another Anytime. Okay, so anyway, I'm asking you to join this organization. It costs $35, but if you don't want to join, go check it out. And they have lunch every month, and you can find out. It's um, June 16th is the next meeting, but instead of a lunch, they're doing something special. They're going to have flowers, food, and fun, local adult beverages served, exciting prizes and gifts, Please bring a friend and join us for our garden party. And it's going to be out at a place called Bella Fiore, or Fiore, Fiore, at 5411 Calusa Highway, Yuba City. It's $20 to get in. So you can let them know you want to come by calling 530 632 6195. 530-632-6195. 5306326195. Now I know they have a website, but on this thing they did not tell me what the website is, but I think if you wrote in your search engine Sutter Yuba Republican Women, you might find it. They got a brand new website which is cool. So why don't you go and you can take your partner with you, right? So maybe you're maybe you're a guy you want to go Bring your wife with you your girlfriend, right? Let's get some people belonging to this, $35 a piece. I'm going to join. I probably won't go, but I'll join to help them. And uh, because we need to do everything we can to support conservative causes in California, right? Or Calenzuela, however you want to call it. And um, and they've, they've told me they're going to do their very best to have great conservative speakers and not continue the constant james gallagher and then james gallagher rerun and then james gallagher rerun of the spring of 1945 and james gallagher the spring of 1947 and just game james gallagher then we have the best of james gallagher right it's like come on man there we got some cool people in this community that they got a lot to say so uh anyway in fact the last one i heard was great and they had uh Jennifer Dupre, who should be your choice in Sutter County for a new district attorney. And uh, they had Tamika Hamilton, who unfortunately we can't vote for if you're a Yuba Sutter resident because they redistricted her into a different district, and she's running against Ami Berra. So if you know what district Tamika's in, she lives in Dixon, California, in Yolo County. She's in a very liberal district, but she's a wonderful person. If you could look her up, Tamika or vote for Tamika or Tamika something, Tamika Hamilton, uh, give her some money. She needs some money. I gave her, I've given her money for years now, trying to get her over the hump and get her back to Congress. We need people like her. So they spoke and they heard it was very good. So anyway, go to this garden party. Okay. And that's June 16th, uh, Thursday, 7 PM. Okay. So it'll be a fun time. And if you have any questions, six, three, two, six, one, nine, five, that's, uh, a number of you can get some questions answered. Okay. Let's do it. Listen, <laughs> if everybody does something, we're gonna have an impact. So maybe voting is the best you can do and you haven't been voting. Maybe you'll just start voting. Maybe you'll get involved with one of these committees, or you'll get involved with the Republican women and and you'll do some uh registering some some conservatives to vote. That'd be something very practical, very helpful you could go to some of these uh the fair you could go to some of these big events these street uh, street walks the strolls the farmers markets and have a a booth there and support them and get what if we could get a couple hundred memberships or 300 400 memberships at 35 dollars a piece at the uh at the Yuba Republican Women and uh, and really get a a red hot little group there going to promote people and and promotes conservative values and put pressure on the city councils and the supervisors when we don't like what's going on right when we don't like what's going on so let's get it on harvard grad goes viral for walking out of merrick garland's graduation speak what a boring speaker i mean some of these you know these people live in a bubble i would never i wouldn't I would I would rather hear Randy Mitchell from Uppercut speak than Merrick Garland, who's the attorney general. And I said, this guy is such a mouse. If we were in a big fight for this country, this guy would be he would be burrowed down in a cave hiding. This guy's got no balls. Somebody needs to. Does he even have any kids? Does he even have a wife? It's just like this guy is such a pathetic human being. Unbelievable. Bad Harvard graduate. And the Daily Caller social media director, Emma Husner, walked out of the gra- her graduation. She sat there. She said, I was there for almost two hours with people just, yeah, 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 blah, 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 blah like, Harvard graduations. And, uh, so, so Merrick Garland gets up and, uh he started referencing the events on January 6th at the Capitol. You just can't right just total crock of crap. The FBI constructs this whole thing. And he's, he's talking about that and questions over the integrity of the 2020 election. And, um, he pleaded with graduates to embrace public service and talked about mass shootings in Texas, California, New York. And, and, uh, Anyway, she finally just got up and walked out and sent out a tweet. And when she left, she had 1,600 followers on Twitter. That number is now up to almost 10,000 followers. Good for her. You know something? We need to do something. If that's all you can do is vote, maybe you can make a few phone calls. Maybe you can invite some people to the next election cycle, which is going to be in, in uh, coming up into November. Maybe you can invite some neighbors over to hear one of the candidates. Maybe you could pass out some literature, help help a candidate. You know, it's so much work to run for office. People have lives. Very few people can just set themselves aside to run for office. I was just seeing Eric Mallo, who's who's running in Yuba County for supervisor. He works for the railroad, and he showed he he's on the job at five or six in the morning, and they work till till they stop because if and he shows a railroad track you know when you look at down where railroad tracks it's two tracks parallel all tied together going for it for as long as you can see well his railroad tracks he took a photo of were destroyed and they were they weren't all there they were just they were all apart and they had to put them together before the trains could get through i mean you know it's all hands on deck baby and he's having to work out in this heat which he said on the railroad tracks he Posted on Facebook, it's like 140 degrees on that rock and that steel. And then you got to go out and walk door to door. It's a lot of work for one candidate to do anything. Unless you got tons of money and you can just pay people to do it. And most candidates do not. So find some way that you can be a help. If you have a business, stand up for righteousness sake. Do not put a rainbow, we love rainbow. We don't love rainbow. You don't want those guys, perverts, messing around with your kids? Oh, we endorse everything, whatever you want. Screw an elephant, it's all right. You know, we don't. We're not going. Well, we not. We're not going to step over into your lane. <laughs> oh, Doctor Lou, I'm sure she knows what she's doing after she's killed the three hundredth person from Remdesivir. I meet people all the time. Oh, Lou, my wife died. She died up in the ICU on remdesivir and the ventilator. The gal's fifty years old, sixty years old. Guy loses his wife. It's a big deal. People, we need to stand up. Oh, I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to argue with anybody. Listen, <laughs> the whole country was an argument to start this thing don't you read any history you're going to pay attention to liberal history read history the the whole country was throwing down an argument big time unbelievable i i'm going to run out of time to talk about these i you know i've got some great articles that chris ann hall is writing and and i i belong to chris ann hall's operation where i just they, they automatically just take the money out of my check i want to support her chris ann hall and uh if you want to know about what's happening in this country, you need to hook up with Chris Ann Hall online and she will teach you the history behind this country and the history behind the Constitution. It will so inspire and blow your mind. I'm going to take a few minutes here and I got to talk about some of these folks that are helping me stay on the air. Uh, th- uh, let me tell you about where is it where I, where I got it listed here? I'm sure I've lost them all of a sudden. Uh, all right, all right, all right allen's auto body let's see do i have him here i i may have jumped jumped a deal allen's auto body it's over at uh t garden and sutter street and they they're the ones that put my ele- element back together and you can you can uh just give them a shout out i don't have their phone number listed here i got them on a uh i pulled a Anyway, it doesn't make any difference. my The number didn't come over, so I don't have their number. I'll catch it in a minute. Anyway, Allen's Auto Body, they are good friends of mine and they do a great job and w- have worked on my cars numbers of times. And you can reach them. They're at Sutter Street, where a couple businesses are supporting us down there. And Allen's Auto Body is the Canary Red Auto Body place. And, um, uh, sutter street at tea garden very easy to find and then within a stone's throw to the north is north valley paralegal at 751 sutter street and uh their number is 530-751-9289-751-9289 and uh nelly garcia is a go-getter i've watched her build that business from uh from scratch as they say The, the business was an ongoing affair but she was a worker there and she took it over uh, from a very nice lady, and uh, that continues to grow. And so if you want to get some some of your legals need met, they make it really easy there. It's not like going into an attorney's office. It's, uh, so you can go to 751 Sutter Street, call them up at 530-751-9289. Uh, also, Thrifty Rooter, I was just at a stoplight, uh, when was it? Sunday, it was, it was Memorial Day. And I thought there was a thrifty rooter guy going through the, you know, coming around the light, uh, taking his turn. And I thought there, man, those guys are, and it said, right, emergency service, 24 hours a day, 24 seven or something like that. And I said, yeah, they're working holidays, man. So there they were out, out saving somebody's day. They were probably having a little Memorial Day barbecue and uh, had, had a backup somehow or something went down. So thrifty rooter five, three, zero, six, seven, three, eight, two, zero, one. And you can look them up on the internet at uh thriftyrooter.net. And on there, it's pretty cool that they have all the uh, all the they have a whole menu of things that they can do for you. You think, oh, I wonder if they could, I wonder if they can look down there, I wonder if they can run something down there, I wonder if they could go down and clean that out. I wonder if they can replace the this line or that line or this line or septic tanks or whatever. They will tell you what they can do. And you could just click on the things you're interested in, send it over to them and the dispatchers will get somebody right over to you if you need it immediately or if you need it in the morning. So um, another guy, Monty Hecker, is, uh, I'm telling you, Monty Hecker, besides the police and, and all kinds of law enforcement, the sheriff's man, Monty Hecker's job, you know, it's like everybody's asking where's the police, right? It's like, oh, we're paying for them. We've never paid so much for police and sheriff, have we? But now we have politics so involved that they can't even do their job. And uh, so what happens here? You're you know, when I first read about this, I I was thinking about Detroit that got just uh, listed as the top of a 186 or 87 cities got voted the worst. If you look at some of the areas of Detroit, Detroit, that was that, you know, they were subdivisions, curbs, gutters, sidewalks, fire hydrants. Entire miles and miles of subdivisions are now barren and you can drive those streets, but they don't respond with fire or police out there anymore. 911 does not go out there because there's so few people out there. And so businesses in some areas, they literally hire their own security police. They're actual armed security people because people just kick in the doors that's how they do out at glad tidings at our warehouse they just kick the doors in uh cut cut the locks off uh they just they there's no fear no fear and pretty soon we're just gonna and when i when i was going to third world nations i said oh how, how this just they don't we don't need this in america now we do that <laughs> we do in fact a guy just walked into chase bank today and, and right next to where i do in fact i do used to do some banking at chase bank now i don't anymore but next door i do and a guy just went in and robbed him and i i wrote down and he was covid compliant the dude had a mask on so he's looking good he at least dr lou would be happy with him so uh universal elite universal security can help you keep your stuff your stuff Five three zero seven four nine zero two eight zero, 749 280 and um, they can help you you're a resident you're a farmer you have an industrial operation somewhere. They're trying to steal you left and right. I know how it is, baby. I live in Yuba County, man. There's, this is tweak. This is the nucleus of, of the tweakers in the United States over here. We got Fenta pills. I could, right now, I could during this show, I could score Fenta, Fenta pills faster than I can get a box of Similac baby formula. That's bad news. Lee Universal Security, you want to go to work for them, you can get yourself a job. You just call them up, 530-749-0280. They will train you. They will teach you. They will help you learn everything about being a guard. And In fact, you're going to be an armed guard. They will help arm you. They will teach you how to be armed. And um, you can get a job there or you can get some work done there, right? All over Northern California, they're taking jobs and projects all over the place. In fact, I noticed an elite security guy out there uh, patrolling around the, where the fire burned down the old Peachtree Mall, and I, where I think that uh, where somebody said there may be a Costco going in. But Elite Universal Security was trying to keep people out of there—people up to no good, just up to no good. All right, so uh, I'll, let me see—we do one other thing before we. Uh, So I want to mention also in Yuba City, if you're going to vote, if you're in a downtown area, you're going to have Courtney Ortega or Dan Flores on your ballot. I plead with you to vote for Courtney Ortega. We need to get rid of the incumbents. Dan Flores is trouble, and he's going to just continue to be trouble until he gets elected, arrested, not elected, but arrested and uh, or get caught in some of his schemes Uh, in the meantime we need to vote him out and if you haven't voted yet you're going to go to the polls please vote for Courtney Ortega she is a solid honest she is not a rookie she's not a novice she may look sweet on her posters she can throw down and and she knows what she's talking about and she does her research and she's not bought she's not going to be owned by anybody Courtney Ortega also over in Yuba County, I would vote for Tamra Courtwright. It's amazing to me. All these people said, "Oh, the elections were all stolen. We can't trust the the, the minion voting machines that Yuba and Sutter County used. We're not sure they kept the the, the ballot, uh, the registrations straight, and all that." Then we're gonna we're gonna actually put somebody back in power that actually ran the place for 30 years. Unbelievable. She's she's the interim. She may be the nicest person in the world. I just think we need new people, and Tambor Courtwright can do the job. Tambor Courtright is a brand-new uh, person. Like, a lot of people are running for office this year that never thought they would ever run for office. They had other things to do. A lot of stuff to do out there, isn't there, besides run for office. But other people are going to make the sacrifice. Why? Because Not because they want attention or they want a lot of money. They're, tr- they're seeing the country go to hell in a handbasket, or haven't you noticed lately? uh chuck smith i'd vote for him he's a local guy he's a great guy running for senate and uh eric Ballow i mentioned him over in yuba county uh, i'm i'm voting or i can't vote because i'm not voting in the foothills i would vote for uh zach cross He'd say, oh i can't believe you vote for zach cross i'll tell you about that in a minute i'll be right back we've got one more segment to go
2: You a doctor or a medical
0: doctor? I have worked uh, over 30 um, years on po-
2: health so policy. You're, you're not a medical doctor. Do you have a science degree? And yet you travel the country calling people flat earthers who have had COVID, looked at studies of millions of people, and made their own personal decision that their immunity they naturally acquired is sufficient. But you presume somehow to tell over 100 million Americans who have survived COVID, that we have no right to determine our own medical care. You alone are on high and you've made these decisions, a lawyer with no scientific background, no medical degree. This is an arrogance coupled with an authoritarianism that is unseemly and un-American. You, sir, are the one ignoring the science.
0: I am the fallen soldier, sailor, airman, and marine. Remember me. I am the one that held the line. Sometimes I volunteered. Sometimes I went because I was told to go. But when the nation called, I answered. In order to serve, I left behind the family, friends, and freedom that so many take for granted. Over time, I used different weapons a sword, a musket, a bayonet, a rifle, a machine gun. Often, I marched into battle on foot. Other times, I rode to battle on horseback or in wagons, sometimes on trains. Later, in tanks or jeeps or Humvees. In early wars, my ships were made of wood and powered by the wind. Later, they were made of steel and powered by diesel fuel or the atom. I even took to the air and mastered the sky in planes, helicopters, and jets. The machines of war evolved and changed with the times. But remember that it was always me, the warrior, that had to fight our nation's enemies. I fought at Lexington and Concord as our nation was born. I crossed the Delaware on Christmas Day in 1776. In the Civil War, I fought with my brothers and against my brothers at Gettysburg and Shiloh and Bull Run. I learned that we must never again divide. In World War I, I marched on the Marne and held the line at Bella Wood. The war to end all wars, they called it. I just called it hell. In World War II, I fought everywhere the beaches of Normandy, the Battle of the Bulge, the hell of Guadalcanal. I stood against tyranny and kept darkness from consuming the world. In Korea, I landed in Incheon and broke out of the Chosen Reservoir. They called it the Forgotten War, but I never forgot. In Vietnam, I fought in the Mekong Delta, at Khe Sanh and Hamburger Hill. Some say my country wavered, but I did not waver. Ever. In the recent past, I have fought in Iraq and Afghanistan, in Baghdad, Fallujah, and Ramadi, in Kunar, Helmand, and Kandahar. As technology advanced, I used night vision goggles and global positioning systems and drones and lasers and thermal optics. But it was still me, a human being that did the work. It was me that patrolled up the mountains or across the desert or through the streets. It was me that suffered in merciless heat and bitter cold. It was me that went out night after night to confront our nation's enemies and confront evil face to face. It was me. Remember me. I was a warrior. But also remember that I was not only a warrior. Remember also that I was a son, a brother, a father. I was a daughter, a sister, a mother. I was a person like you, a real person with hopes and dreams for the future. I wanted to have children. I wanted to see my son score a touchdown or shoot the winning basket. I wanted to walk my daughter down the aisle. I wanted to kiss my wife again. When I told her I would be with her until the end, I meant it. When I told my children I would always be there for them, I meant it. But I gave all that away. All of it. On that distant battlefield... "'amongst the fear and the fire and the bullets, "'or in the sky above enemy territory filled with flack, "'or on the unforgiving sea where we fought against the enemy "'and against the depths of the abyss. "'There, in those awful places, I held the line. "'I did not waver, and I did not hesitate. "'I, the soldier, sailor, airman, or marine, "'I stood my ground.' and sacrificed my life, my future, my hopes, my dreams. I sacrificed everything for you.
7: All right, so uh, I was mentioned when we took a break that, uh, about Zach Cross. There's three guys running for up there in the 5th District, Yuba County, and Randy Fletcher is not going to run again. Uh, and so uh, John Messick's running, and let's see, oh, Jim Bill Bill Bagley is running, and Zach Cross, because I can't believe he – Zach Cross has been called a uh, big doper – a dope grower, uh, all kinds of things. You you know what I like about Zach cross of all the things? Uh, All of us have areas that we should improve, right? Let's start there. Uh, You know what I want him to talk? You know what I want somebody to talk about in the election? How that Yuba water agency is being managed and why a handful of farmers are getting millions of dollars to sell our water. And when somebody says, oh, well, that's the law, you know, uh, abortion is the law as well. And also slaves were the law as well. Men make laws and they don't always make them well. So don't talk about the law, right? Everybody ought to own the water, not just a handful of farmers. That's that's one. Why are we spending one hundred and ten or fifty million dollars on an education center? Regarding water and fish, that is crazy. You know what that is is a group of men that have got more money than they have sense to spend. They can't their sense they don't know what they're doing. and they are uh sorry, somebody was just texting me uh, so i I don't have time to deal with that since we're at the end of the show. But you know sometimes in the primary we need to vet out some issues that a lot of other candidates won't talk about they're afraid they're afraid to talk about it right oh they won't support me if i bring that up if i tell them what i really think or people won't won't vote for me if i say well i just want to do same o same o so Randy Fletcher is voting for Ms., is is endorsed Randy Fletcher is the incumbent he's the, the incumbent's going out of office he's endorsing Mr Bagley So Mr. Bagley, I think we're going to get Fletcher 2.0, which I didn't agree with Mr. Fletcher. So we got Mr. Messick, and then we got Zach Cross. So what I want is if Zach Cross can pull it off, good for him. But sometimes people got so much baggage from people's perspective, like I got a lot of baggage, right? So if if I announced I was going to run for something, there would be a huge amount of people who'd say, "Doesn't matter what he says, I'm voting against him," <laughs> right? And there'd be a handful of people say, uh, "I'm gonna vote for him," and then there'd be a middle section, and then then they'd say, "Oh well, he was a drug dealer, and he did this, and he did that, and he he was gonna kill the doctor Lou, and all those kind of things." You can just imagine. Well, that's how it goes in in elections. So anyway, I'd give Zach Cross, a, not Eric Malo, of course, and we don't have any more options to eliminate people in Sutter County. Unfortunately, Ziegenmeyer has no opposition in Sutter County, but the one person that does is Dan Flores, and we could change the board quite a bit, and then we could work at the next, ele, next election cycle. We can re- remove more off the uh, off the Sutter County board, so please vote for uh Courtney Ortega. Okay. Do that. And Tambra court, I'm trying to think if I missed anybody. Um, okay. Also, I want to mention before we go on worth our, our last segment here is Dave Green is construction. And I, you know, he's been one of my long standing, uh, supporters and always gives me some feedback on the show. If he likes it or doesn't like it. So I know how to tune it up. If I, if I think, Oh, if he doesn't like it, I wonder if other people don't like it. So, um, Anyway, Greenitz Construction, just go to his sites. And if you're thinking about remodeling your kitchen or bathroom or a major remodeling your house, entryway or something, go to Greenitz, G-R-E-N-N-G, green with E-T-Z on the end, green with E-T-Z, construction.com, Construction.com, or Dave Greenitz Construction Facebook page, and just check out his work. Hey, Prusen checking it out, right? And uh, you can dial him old school or text him 530-682-9602, 530-682-9602. And then the plumbing doctor, Ted Holmes, uh, he's got his guys, some of his, not the plumbing doctor guys, but some of his contractor guys over putting on some shutters on our E Street building and we're trying to get a little bit of headway we've kind of been lagging over there and everybody's getting busy we're trying you know everybody's getting busy doing their own work they got they got commitments to customers and so we're going to start doing some landscaping and flooring over there but uh, plumbing doctor in the meantime we run all these businesses the plumbing doctor greenest construction all these things and uh, if you've got a plumbing need 530-671-9111 530-671-9111 and uh, the plumbing doctor will come running to your need uh, whenever whenever you have it, around the clock. I was just going to look really quick uh, for a phone number for Allen's, which I had just a second ago. In case you crash your car and you need some help. Here it is. The beauty of DuckDuckGo. 530-671-1057. That's Alan's Auto Body. 530-671-1057. Just tell them Lou sent you. But Plumbing Doctor, they will fix you up. I've had them. Use, we, they just put in new toilets over at East Street. They've done... We Pipes are popping over there. It's an old building. We're just kind of fixing all kinds of things. Just putting that old baby back together. It's going to be really a showpiece when we get done. We're going to house a bunch of young people in there. If you want to help... In fact, you want to donate towards helping young people, uh, we're educating them and then sending them all over the world. We're training them in leadership and missions, and they're going to go out and serve. They're not going to go out and, and have their hand in somebody else's pocket. They're raising their own money and sending themselves around the world. And if you want to help, you can always reach me, and, and we're donating our time and money to fix that building up. And uh, But Plumbing Doctor, uh, they they have had their... Hands and wrenches in that operation over there, 530 They will fix your problems. And if you ever want to help us uh, overhaul that building, if you had some, have an idea, you want to get rid of some money, uh, we will take it and we will put this building. We're not getting, getting anything out of it, but the thrill of seeing some young people rise to a new level in their life and do some spectacular stuff in the future when I'm long gone so you can always text me at 5307131838 or you can email me uh however i I told y'all the the ask, all the ways to hook up with me so you can do that if you wish no big grind uh the bible says to give cheerfully so i always give away money and i'm really happy when i do i never feel like oh it's a grind uh it's a grind it's a grind no i don't feel that way so uh I'm just, you know, at this part of the show, I've always looked through and see. I I always, uh, I'm an over-preparer, and uh, I never know really what I'm going to say. But I want to, uh, I want to pick the best things I can do here. Let me just say, I, I touched on this. You know, it makes a difference. Leadership is everything. Everything rises and falls on leadership. And if you're around along to follow the leadership in a in a store, in a restaurant, in a church, in a city, in a country, it just is shocking. So to see for in my lifetime, Venezuela go from the fourth most financial powerhouse in the world to like eating their zoo animals, baby, that's an eye opener, right? To see the city of San Francisco, my dad used to take me to see the San Francisco Giants with Willie Mays and Orlando Cepeda, and Willie McCovey and all these amazing players. And we would go down there; It'd be so clean, so nice. We'd stop and have a nice meal. My mother and father and I, on the way back, and uh, there wasn't any crime. It was beautiful. And uh, to see the city fall apart is just—it's uh, tragic. So uh, the city of Detroit has been run for 60 straight years by Democrats. Before that, there were conservatives. And that was when it was an economic powerhouse building cars, right? And we have—remember, this is where Gretchen Whitmer— She's the governor of Michigan, and she's the one that was so hard. She arrested a lady that I met here at Glad Tidings, a Polish immigrant who was running a pizzeria, and she refused to close down because she'd fought against communism, and they locked her up. They put her in jail. And Whitmer was the one who said that you couldn't go. Her lockdowns were so locked down, you could not buy garden seeds to plant a garden. Think about that. You can't go the, you can't, you're not, she don't want you to go to the grocery store, but you can't spend any time out in your yard planting garden seeds for food. You could not buy any kind of things like at Home Depot to fix up your house, like paint. Unbelievable restrictions. Uh, this, this city was ranked this week by personal finance website Wallet Hub, as the worst city in the United States to raise a family. The five metrics to rank 182 U.S. cities as the best places to raise a family, number one, family fun, next health, safety, education, child care, affordability, and socioeconomics. Detroit ranked dead last in an aggregation of those metrics. Detroit's poor ranking comes after decades of single-party rule uh the living standards safety and economic prowess declined precipitously they actually went bankrupt uh, a uh, what do they call it when they put a person in charge of your city that person they uh, they took they removed the mayor and they put a person in charge of the re f, restart of the city wallet hubs ranking of detroit has declined since 2018 when democratic mission governor gretchen whitmer won election and committed to increasing <clears throat> literacy and restoring <clears throat> Detroit's dismal election, education system to its final to its former glory, she's totally failed. She's been in there all four years. She, 2022, she has not accomplished jack. Do you realize that that a group of men were charged with an attempted a kidnap on her, that it never came to pass? But you know that the FBI is right in the middle of formulating the entire thing. It was a fraud, isn't it? it, it does it disappoint you to? Have, I, I even, I hesitate to even talk about the FBI. I'm not afraid of them. I've had this. I ha, I've had the Secret Service here at the house. I'm not afraid of these people. They. I mean, I know that uh, God. If God allows it, uh, I could be arrested for charge that doesn't even make any sense, or I didn't do. Happens all the time. People get accused of things and put in jail for things they didn't even do. They just trump up the charges. They create the charges just like they did on President Trump, right, with the Russian collusion. Uh, But when I have to say the FBI is involved in constructing the crime that they're arresting these guys for, it it hurts me to even say it because I had so much high—in fact, my daughter was going to try to go to work for the FBI as a uh, crime analyst uh, psychologist. Uh, A new study debunks CDC's justification for school mask mandate. If, If any of you are still wearing masks, it's a shameful thing. It's a shameful thing. The mask only makes people sick. It does not have any protection. It cuts down on your oxygen, and I always forget the word that, Hypoxima or something like that is that a shortage of oxygen i have to look that up shortage of oxygen will cause cancer do you know that I, i i i find such cool stuff on youtube listening to these amazing doctors did you know that high levels of oxygen in your system cancer cannot grow in it and a high alkalinity in your system cancer cannot grow in it but when you cut down 10, 20% of your oxygen, take it, cancer cells can flourish. You wonder, who's behind all these rules? Who is behind all these rules? And so finally, studies. How many studies do we have to have? Do we have to have studies in 2045 that says masks are no good? And now somebody told me tonight or earlier today that Sacramento was going to reinstitute masks. Unbelievable. Did you know that you, a lot of you don't even remember? You're not that old. Reagan, Ronald Reagan, the president, his the guy who tried to kill him. In fact, I had forgotten Ronald Reagan. He had been in office just a few months. He was shot four times by this guy, John Hinckley. This guy shot him and a couple other people. And finally, uh, oh, what's his name? Timothy McCarthy was shot. Tom Dete de, La Honte, de La Honte, police officer Tom DeLahante was shot. U.S. Secret Service agent Timothy McCarthy was shot, and press secretary James Brady, the sad thing is James Brady was shot right in the head. <clears throat> it paralyzed him for, for the rest of his life. James died 33 years later. They said, from the wound, the debilitating wound in the brain. And so they eventually uh, charged Hinkley with homicide, right? Not attempted, but homicide. But he's granted an unconditional release from federal mental health facility on uh, a couple weeks from now, June 15th. And you know why? Because he's such a great behaved guy. Um, it was just three months into his presidency. Reagan was leaving the Hilton Hotel in Washington when he was fired upon by Hinckley. And uh, so those guys were all shot. Four bullets. They said Reagan in this article said Reagan nearly died. He made a full recovery. And um, in his decision, Judge Friedman made last December, confirmed this last Wednesday. Um, he asserted that if Hinckley hadn't tried to kill a president, he would have been released unconditionally a long, 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 long time ago. It's interesting. This writer says, while that sentiment might be true, one wonders if his release would have ever been seriously considered, let alone granted, if it had been a Democrat president that Hinckley had attempted to kill. Interesting. You know, it just... You just wonder about all these things. Let me see. Chicago. Oh, this is another one. I, I'm telling you, people, if you're not done with the public schools, Chicago, uh, Oak Park and River Forest High Schools will grade students depending on the color of their skin. According to the school's new equitable outcome goals, teachers will be required to adjust their classroom grading scales to account for the skin color or ethnicity of its students. CRT is in full, full regalia back there. I think if a guy's a transsexual, you ought to give him a break too. He's probably homeless. He should get an A. I think I feel bad about midgets. I think midgets ought to get a better deal. They get, you know, they're always made fun of I think they ought to get straight A's and give them teachers pet Margaret Sullivan asserted that by instructing teachers to remove the non-academic factors from their grading practices and recognize when personal biases manifest districts can proactively signal a clear commitment towards diversity equity inclusion and justice what are these non-academic factors well Misbehaving in class, farting, hitting the teacher, smoking weed, having sex with your fellow classmates. Those are all non-academic factors. Skipping, turning in the homework, missing class. These things should be overlooked. Judging students based upon their skin color rather than their behavior is the new means of arriving at justice. God bless you and... May you live long and prosper. Unbelievable. Well, all right. Uh, Let's see. I'm thinking I'm leaving out some candidate or something I should have mentioned. Uh, But I just can't think. Oh, by the way, Dr. Robert Malone. We have just one minute yet. Dr. Robert Malone, the genius behind the mRNA discovery. Says ignore monkeypox, fear porn. He said that when he was talking to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. By the way, I've been reading Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s book given to me by my goddaughter, and it is such a chewy book. He is such a great writer, and every sentence is packed with you know, sometimes people talk and talk and talk, and they don't really say much. I'm telling you, Robert F. Kennedy doesn't waste a phrase. Such a good book. And I'm just, I, I call, I, I'm burning through highlighters, highlighting. It's pretty, at some point, I just got to say, imagine the whole book highlighted and then unhighlight the things I don't care about. I just, I'm highlighting everything. All right. Thanks for listening. God bless you. Do something great this week for somebody. Please vote and vote against all these incumbents unless the incumbent is Jesus. All right.
0: Bright and blessed day and the dark sacred night and I think to myself
1: What a wonder!